into this into this session father holy spirit just interpret this word so people understand what you want them to understand god father just do what you do father show them comfort correction conviction restoration and this discipleship father we thank you father that you have allowed us to freely without any type of restriction be able to open your word speak about your word in the way that needs to be done so that we can get your message the way you want to deliver it to us thank you holy spirit for you being a part of this message helping us guiding us lead us and direct us in your ways and in your word according to your translation and your interpretation into our hearts only way this can be done is by having that Holy Spirit talk to us. The lifeblood of Christianity, the beginning of the church, the supernatural movement of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you for everyone who watches and listens to this message about to happen, for them to get what you want them to have out of it. And bless their homes, bless their lives, bless their jobs, bless their coming and going here there and fro near and fro bless them father bless their finances bless their homes bless their lives bless their health bless all of them the way you bless them and in their situations and how they're living their lives father for you to do what you do for them i thank you father i ask you to lead guide and direct me as i bring this message according to how you want me to bring it i have nothing you have it all I'm just the vessel. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. My goodness, guys. My goodness. Absolutely. Man, I am it is such a wonderful time right here, right now to be a part and be here with you guys. Good day, everybody. Good day. Good day. I hope you're having a fantastic day in Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit. Whether we're catching you when you're waking up, getting ready, getting all suited up, cleaning up, eating some breakfast, or whatever it may be, getting ready for a day full of work, activities, or errands, 
or we're catching you halfway through your day when you've seen some tribulations, you've been through a few things, but you're seeing God work and you're staying as strong as you can, as faithful as you can to keep that victory in your life. What they call that midday madness. Or we're catching you at the end of your day when you finished your day. You're at home having some dinner, spending time with some loved ones, people you live with, and you're just wanting to hear a really spiritual message, something that's going to really change your life, something's going to uplift you. So when you go to sleep, you have really, really good dreams and you're, and you're, and you're good to go. However, whatever, whenever we're catching you right now around this world, you're now tuned into the Blue Book, presented to you by Pentecost Ministries and hosted by Your Boy Blue. Man, right now I want to let everyone know, not only are we broadcasting live on UMOLV.com, BlueBook.com and Pentecost.com. We're also broadcasting live on our UMOLV radio station right now. It is live right now on the station, on our, our TV broadcasting what you're seeing right now. And it's being broadcasted live on Facebook, broadcasted live on Mixcloud, and on Twitter. So we're all over the place right now live, which is a fantastic thing. But you guys, we have to stay strong. I know there's a lot going on around the world, around the nation and the world, but the nation as well. You know, right now, Texas is going through it. Right now, Oregon and Seattle and New York and wherever, we're all going through it right now uh, with the weather and with all this. And people are just really upset right now with how things are. And they have every right to be because if you were in that position, you may not be watching this or hearing this. But if you are in that position, it is very important that we pray for them, that God does something very special for them, that God helps them. It's a test of faith and taste of will. I mean, when you don't have power and you don't have electricity, you don't have hot water and heat, and right now during a pandemic that we still have, have yet to get really under control, it becomes a very, very bad problem. So if you're not in that right now and you're listening and watching to this, just be glad you're not. And pray for those with the Holy Spirit inner side. Pray for those who are dealing with it. Okay? Very important stuff. Very important stuff. However, we have a very, very good message today. Um, Blue Book is live right now. So, um, anyone who knows anything about the Blue Book knows that we absolutely, always, absolutely go to our pledge. Right now, you're gonna see it in the corner here, the flag, the Christian flag. We do our pledge every episode. So here it goes. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior from whom kingdom it stands. One Savior. It stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life, liberty to all those who believe. Fantastic. So our message today is really, really good. Um, I hope it touches every single person out there. It's very, very interesting. Um, we need assurance. We need assurance in a lot of stuff. We need assurance in our lives. We need assurance that God's going to be there. So today's message is really, really about just strength just strength okay strength is very very important to have especially in the Lord because we need it it's very imperative that we have it so 
in that being said, what where are we going to be today? Well, as the cursor says, we're going to, if you have your Bibles, I have mine. I have the Amplified Version. Whatever version you may have, fantastic. That helps you reach. That's good. We will be going through several different translations today. Letting you know which ones and which ones and which ones may relate to you. And if there's anything different in any of them, we will definitely get to it and explain why and go through it and make make sense of it because the Holy Spirit is ever present we welcome you Holy Spirit is ever present into this message okay so if you have your Bibles open them up and we're going to be going to the book of Psalms which is basically a book of songs Psalms okay so you go to the book of Psalms and you're going to be going to chapter 22 verse 19 chapter 22 verse 19 okay whatever version you have that's fantastic I have an amplified version I live an amplified life I'm an amplified believer I believe in amplified God so I like words I'm a, I'm a musician as well and I write so I like words like descriptive stuff so that being said go to Psalms 22 19 What does Psalm 22:19 mean? Well, this is what it means. After expressing confusion and pain over what seems to be an abominant by God, which is Psalms 22:1 and 2, David has also stated his faith in God's will. He stated his faith in God's will. It's in Psalms 22:3 through 5. He then described his anguish in using the symbolism of a man being brutally abused and executed by his foes. Psalms 22, 12 through 18. All of these serve as prophetic remarks fulfilled by Jesus' presence on the cross. Matthew 27, 14, 46. So after expressing confusion and pain over what seems to be an abominant by God, David has also stated his faith in God's will. He has faith in what God's going to do. One of those guys back in the Old Testament that just believed in God, what God was doing. He had it written on him. He then described his anguish using the symbolism of a man being brutally abused and executed by his foes. The symbolism of that. After all this served as prophetic remarks fulfilled by Jesus' experience on the cross. So you get to see it. Here, David turns his focus to a renewing plea of deliverance. Renewing. Renewing his focus to renew his plea of deliverance. In verse 1, he questioned why the Lord was far from him. Why God? Why are you so far from me? Many people ask this question. Many people ask this question. Why is God so far from me? Why does he feel so far from me? And that's something that you're going to deal with throughout your walk. It doesn't matter if it's when, you, when, you, when you're not saved or when you get born again. Even in later times, there's people who go through a lot of stuff, whether it's medically and others, who feel God has left them, that God's far away because they don't feel the presence of God right then and there. 
it really is tough because you go through a lot of stuff that seems to be not right because of that. You go through a lot of stuff that you're like, wow, is God really there? Is he really with me? He seems so distant from you because you're going through things in your spirit that you're like, wow, you know, how do I explain this? How do I feel more? Even the most elite believers go through this. That's nothing new. Elite believers go through just like baby believers. Why is God so far away from me? Why does he seem like he's not right here with me? And it's something that you have to deal with. In verse 11, he also called upon the Lord not to be far from not to be far from him because trouble was near. He felt the trouble coming. He felt the trouble coming. He knew something was going to happen. He felt it. And he said, God, don't, don't, leave, don't leave me. Don't leave me. I believe in you. I know you're there. I don't need you. You cannot leave me. I need you. Most of us that are in situations like that are asking God all the time, don't leave me, don't, don't let me feel like I'm alone because I'm going to lose faith. And that's just natural. That's a natural reaction, a natural human reaction to when, when, you, when you're not as close to God or as you may think you are. Everyone goes through it. So it's not like because I'm, I'm, I, may, I may display a closeness to God that you may not have or don't think you have, that doesn't mean I'm closer to him than you are. That just means that you perceive it that way. We all have different faiths. We all have different belief levels. There's no way I can tell you by just looking at you or hearing, maybe hearing you that you're closer to God than me. I only know how close I am to God for me. I don't know for you. You only know your salvation with God. So in the end of the day, just because I may be able to minister in music or on video or on TV or on radio or whatever the case may be, doesn't mean that I'm closer to God. You don't know my closest and I don't know your closest. You can, you can ask me how close do you, are you to God. I can tell you that I pray daily and that I do X, Y, and Z. Those are actions that I do to display for myself that I'm close to God. But that doesn't mean I am. That just means I display it. And you, when your own faith with God, have got to get to that point where you know where you are with the Lord. You know where, how close you are. And I was talking about this earlier with a friend. You caused the, the, the separation. Okay, God doesn't cause the separation. You cause the separation. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is that we all are going to be somewhat separate from God through our whole lives because of sin. Sin is our nature. We have a nature of sin. So Jesus is the only one like this. Jesus is the only one that's, that, that's connected to God without sin. Okay, we're all a little bit off. Okay, well about that much. Okay, because sin's right in this pocket area between both you and God. The more sin you do and repented sin you do, unrepented, the further away from God you get. Okay. It's not right away, it's gradual, and gradual, and gradual. And what happens is the more sin you do, the less vocal you hear God because you're hearing your, your sin more than God. So you keep on getting further and further and further. And pretty soon you're going to realize it. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I am like really far. I can't even hear God talk to me. 
and you're gonna get real quick repentant. Hey, I'm so sorry, Father. I'm so sorry. I've done what I've done. It's I, I really, really am. And that's fine. Because that's just the practice of Christianity. Christianity is a spring that you only more like a rubber band. Okay, you only go so far and then what you do is you realize because everyone is going to sin no matter if you're saved or not. You're not having salvation does not remove sin out of your life. It gives you a way to deal with it. Whether no no longer by yourself. You're still gonna sin because you have a sinful nature. So when people say, Well, once once you're saved, you're no longer a sinner. Well, not necessarily. Theoretically, you're supposed to backsin off. I'm no, I'm getting closer to God. But there's a balance, like your body has a balance of bacteria and other things in your body to keep it moving. You can't just be completely clean all the time because your body can't function with that. It, you have an immune system for a reason. The same thing. The Holy Spirit is your immune system for, for, for the Lord. Okay? Thank you, Holy Spirit. And what it does is after a while, if you're not close to God and you're not born again, you're not gonna you're not gonna hear this. This is not gonna be something you're gonna be dealing with because you don't know. You have no idea of the grid of God. Okay? But what happens is, is when you are born again, when you are in the Lord's promise, okay, when you are in the Lord's promise, what happens is that you recognize after a while you're sinning. And that's why it's so important to daily Pray to God and ask for forgiveness. Just because you ask God into your heart doesn't mean you're one time asked all the time. You can ask God into your heart as many times as you want to. If you sincerely mean it, He's going to hear you. He knows you love Him. That's your own personal thing of God. But my point is, is that when you're in the promise of the Lord, what happens is that that, that distance between you and God, that sin, is not so great anymore. You hear Him, you listen to Him, you try to do what He tells you to do. You're not going to do everything because you're human. I mean, if you do everything, God bless you, and you're definitely on a different path than most. But it, realistically, you're not going to be doing that. You're going to be down here somewhere, and you're going to realize that every day, you know, you wake up, thank God that you woke up, that you another day, and whatever else you pray for, you're going to have victory today. And then after the day is over, whether you pray or not during the day, that's up to you. But at the end of the night, you're praying God for a victorious day. Whether you've gotten through situations, you resisted evil, all this other stuff that could happen, you got through it, and now you're on a level of God where you've asked Him, "Hey, God, if I've committed a sin, knowingly or unknowingly, I really am sorry for those. I apologize. You know, I'll do. I'll try better tomorrow." It is a practice. It's not a mastering. You don't master Christianity. You practice it. I'm a practicing Christian. What does that mean? That means that every day is a new day. Every day has its own challenges. You may know things prehand, but every day is a challenge. Okay? So we don't want God too far from us. Especially if you're a believer and you just li don't listen no more. Okay? He now looks to the Lord for help. David has compared his enemies to raging bulls, wild dogs, and roaring hungry lions. The Psalms 22, 20, 12 through 16. They can seem that way to you. They can really seem that way to you. You can really feel... Like you, uh, um, you could really feel like you're uh, you're in that situation. And the sad thing about it is, um, it happens all the time. How you feel 
about your troubles and your issues and what you go through. Those are all troubles that uh, that feel that way. It feels like you are dealing with lions and, and all kinds of other things. Um, that's the best way to describe it, really. Best way to describe it. Crazy thing about it is, is that a lot of people have this immune system in them that doesn't react and they panic. And panicking is something that happens quite often. Um, sad thing about it is, is not much you, you know, I, it's really tough. It's really tough because the situation gets out of control and that's the best way that's the best way you can describe it is that way like lions like roaring it's threatening you it's it's, it's hindering you um, and it's making life tough for you why because it's like having dog, wild dogs after you and raging bulls after you and roaring and hungry lions. Only the Lord can give you, give him the strength is needed to come. See, that's the thing about it. You cannot, you cannot overcome that type of craziness by yourself. It's impossible. It really is impossible. And the crazy thing about it is, is that people think they can. They have this self-empowerment thing. They have this self-uplifting thing going on. Where well, they can do it all themselves and they have all the strength and they can do it no matter what. Problem is, they can't. And that's what happens when you have all kinds of different things happen to you. Depression, anxiety, stress. You feel burdens because you can't handle it yourself. You can't do it your own. You're going to come all kinds of problems if you do. Um, only the Lord can give you that strength to get through it. Only the Lord can. Who else can? You? No. David himself knew that. David himself knew you can't, you can't get through it yourself. But people think they can. People think they have the opportunity, the choices to do. And they can't. They can't. It's impossible. The, on the cross, the Messiah, Jesus, faced an onslaught of evildoers intent on shed, shedding his blood. But God came to him and he, by raising him from the dead. Can you believe that? Can you believe the type of crazy that was going on? People who wanted to kill this man because all he did was good. He was the ultimate good. Ultimate good. And they still wanted him. They still wanted to get him. I want you to tell me through email, I'll put it up later, where Jesus did anything wrong. Where did he do something wrong at? He don't do he didn't do anything wrong. Um nothing wrong at all. 
crazy thing about it is crazy thing about it is is that they all wanted him regardless and that's the sad thing about it sound like we have John live with us is John live it is twisted Tom with us I'm not hearing Tom There's Tom there. I don't know. We'll, we'll be getting him soon. Anyhow, we're we're just trying to get the ideal of how tough it was for Jesus and how we feel about things that come to us and how we try to get through things, whether it's by ourselves and Believers may face tremendous circumstances, tremendous circumstances, but God answers prayer. And that's what we did in the beginning of this, of this, of this message today, was that, was praying for those who are lost, praying for those who are in trouble, praying for those who feel like they're being chased by wild dogs and roaring lions. Right now, I am sure people who are dealing with these weather conditions are feeling those those type of things because they can't help their families. They can't help anything because they're in the position they're in. And it's tough. It's really tough. But when God raised Jesus from the dead, He showed His power. He showed what He could do. Believers may face tremendous circumstances, but God answers the prayer. God may deliver us from whatever threatens us or gives us the grace to endure it and overcome. That's in Romans three, uh, Romans eight thirty six to thirty seven, and two Second Corinthians twelve seven through nine. He gives us that strength. He gives us that toughness. He gives us that ability to get through it. Have you come to that point? where you ask him for that strength have you come to that point where you've asked God God I need you I need your strength I need Philippians 4.13 I need the strength to get through this you come to that point you are my strength father you are my strength. That's the toughest part, is, is allowing God to do something special with you. Allowing God to help you, to admitting you need the Lord in your life. That is the toughest part of a person who doesn't believe to believe and for us believers too it's not like people who believe in God follow Jesus and let the Holy Spirit guide them don't have these same challenges it's just we we're to know better we are to know better we are to know that God is going to be there because our faith is established but even us even us have these issues 
Just because you're a believer doesn't change the fact that you struggle. And I think the misconception of Christianity is the struggle. Is the fact that once you're saved, life is going to be better for you. Let me make this very clear to you about Christian, the Christian walk or the Jesus Christ in belief or the Pentecost uh, belief. Okay? Let me make this very clear to you. Just because I, you let the Lord into your heart doesn't mean it's sunshine and rainbows. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The difference between Christianity, real Christianity, and none is who you turn to when you need them. Jesus is the only human being without sin who died, shed his blood for all humanity to have the opportunity for forgiveness of sin. Okay? While you who don't believe in God, don't believe in the Spirit, don't believe in anything biblical, turn to other forms of help. Whether you're a drinker, whether you're a smoker, whether you abuse narcotics, um, whatever. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's, 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 it's holy. What about marijuana? I agree with marijuana for medical. Absolutely, it's herbal. I, I absolutely agree with that. I don't agree with you guys out there hitting the toke just for fun. It's not. It's a. It becomes a recreational. It's not becomes. It, it, it no longer becomes medical. And where does alcohol come medical? Rubbing alcohol is different than drinking alcohol. Point is, is without the Lord, well, people who who have the Lord, they still drink, they still smoke, they still do these things. This is the diff this is how this works. When you get the Lord, it doesn't necessarily change you like that. What happens is that now instead now you know the difference. Okay? Before you got God before you got God, like in your life, like constantly in your life, the way he's supposed to be, those things may be something you had to turn to because you knew no better. Not for yourself, maybe through your family, but not for yourself. And what happened? You were an addict, you were a drunk, an alcoholic abuse narcotics whatever the case may be and what happened you realized you were at the bottom and those things cannot help you anymore so what did you do God came to you and said to you I got something better me God came to you me I can get you through this. I can help you through this. I can get you into a better place. Give me the opportunity. Stop stop abusing yourself in your body. 
So God touched you, reached out to you, reached you. And did you give, did, did you, did you let him? Most people are like, prove me. Prove me. Do something for me. Do something that's going to change my life. Because right now, I got a whole lot of not faith and a whole lot of faith in Satan. And because he's numbing me out and, and giving me this and numbing me in pain, and numbing the pain, I don't feel it. I'm coding. I'm numbing the pain. Temporary. I get wild dogs, raging bulls, and all kinds of crazy things coming after me, and I don't know what to do. I can't do this by myself anymore. You know what God says? I'm waiting for you. I'm literally waiting for you. When is it going to be time? When is it going to be time for you to finally get that? But see, us as human beings have no patience. We have zero patience for anything. We want now, 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 now. We don't want to wait no, no longer. I want it now. Every message on TV and radio says, I want it now. It's mine. I want it now. Do you know God's a process? God is a process. It's a practice. It's, sometimes it happens right away. If it's something you need right away, and there is an old wise tale, wisdom in the Bible says sometimes really never late. God is never late to get you things that He knows you need. Sometimes you need something, and it lines up to what He, what you, he wants you to have. Sometimes it doesn't. He takes you a different route. But you won't know that until after it happens. The biggest problem that people face in the faith of God, I don't care what title you put on it, is faith. Believing God is going to get you through something. Because it takes you to be out of control and Him to be into control to get it. You cannot be in control if God is in control. Like the old song says, Jesus take the wheel. Do you really, are you really letting him take the wheel? Or are you just saying that? Are you really doing it? As you're human, it's extremely difficult to have that. Extremely difficult to let that happen. Because you have to come out of self. I believe in a faith. Do you really? You know when people talk about God and talk about Christ and talk about the Holy Spirit and have zero idea what faith is, they just talk about like a popular billboard sign? I believe in God, do you? I have Jesus in my heart, do you? Then forget the Holy Spirit. I don't know any church right now really preaching that. And if you get it, if you get the Holy Spirit in your church, you best be happy you have it because it's something that doesn't go on very often anymore. So be happy you got it. And indulge it. But the faith in God is extremely difficult for those who don't understand it. And for those who do, and you're not believe, not having faith in God, but you understand it, shame on you for not believing and trusting in Him. Shame on me for doing the same thing.
because I am just no different than anybody else. But when I get my my stress levels and my anxiety about something that I don't, man, I got some. <laughs> I'm human too. I go through it. Everyone goes through it. But when you have the Lord in your life, it's supposed to tr somewhat minimize that stress and be more faith. That's the goal of it. If I run into demons, raging dogs, and, and rabbit bulls, and whatever the case is that I feel coming after me, He is my strength. You are my strength. Can you allow that to happen without you getting in the way of God's will for you? That's the question. You have to ask yourself every single day, do I take control of this or do I let God take control of this? Victory is only in the Lord, not in yourself. You yourself may work at it, but you're not going to have victory in the spiritual realm without God. I tell you that now. Because you can't do it because you don't have the power to do it. What if, I, what if I pray and get through it? If you have the Holy Spirit, absolutely you can do it. But without the Holy Spirit, what are you doing? Are you playing God? Are you playing Christianity? Well, everyone else seems to be doing it. I mean, you got these big churches and everything around. Of course, that's a whole bunch of prosperity preaching. That got nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. That got to do with you being prosperous within yourself. That got nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit isn't prosperous. Holy Spirit is holy. Prosperity preaching and televangelism at that level has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. It has everything with empowering you and dishing out money. Everything about Christianity, everything about the gospel, everything about holiness has to do with lack of self and more of Him. You have to die to self to be a Christian. If God blesses you with things in your life, that's because God knows you need them for something or you have to get them for something. God will bless you with that and you'll be humble because you know God gave it to you. Not because you or yourself did it without God. And if you did it without God and made it work, well, that's on you. Human beings can make anything work. Anything can work through human beings. We have the will to make things work no matter who you are. Put your mind to it, you can make it happen. Of course you can. But just because it's accepted doesn't mean it's approved. Does that make sense? Just because it's accepted doesn't mean it's approved. Just because you can make it work doesn't mean it's godly. I can't tell you if you go out and you ask God to bless you on something and it happens. I don't know nothing about that. I don't know nothing about your faith. Maybe he did do it. God bless you if he did. Only way I'm going to know that is if you give God the glory for it. If you thank God and show God through your actions and do something godly with it, will I know the fruits of your labor and know that God blessed you with that. But other than that, I don't know how that works. That's between you and God. I can't answer questions that only God can answer to you. If God puts me in a position where I can help you with it, hallelujah. I, I am submissive to God and I am going to be as close to Him as I can by telling you what He wants me to tell you. Outside of that, it's you. Outside of that, it's all you. If you are on that promise. If you're not in the promise, if you're not with God, if you're not rocking this, 
What's going to happen? You're going to wonder why God didn't help you through these things. Let me see. I got a mother, a father, a grandparents, cousins, uncles, aunts. Someone you may live with may believe in the Lord. We're going to get into operational faith right now. This is really interesting how I'm going to say this, okay? Operational faith. That's the mechanics of how this works, okay? So you don't believe in the Lord. You have no belief in Him. You don't believe in Jesus. You don't believe in God at all. But you have people in your home that do believe. Relatives, friends, whatever. And they're praying for you. We can go back to the story of Grandma taught me something. Told me to go to church. Told me to read the Bible. Go to vacation Bible school. My, my, my grandma told me to do this and to do that. You probably wishing. You probably wishing. Why is she doing that? Operational. Let's see. She lives with you. Or whoever lives with you and praying for you and you're getting blessed and you don't even believe. In that prayer that your grandma's telling or your uncle or your mom and dad are saying, God, please help my kid, my nephew, my grandson, my granddaughter, whatever the case is. And that strength, you are my strength. Operational is blessing you and you don't even believe. You don't even believe and you're getting blessed. How does someone who doesn't believe get blessed? Because God is bigger than your disbelief. Operational, mechanical stuff here. Predestined. It was going to happen. It's such a dynamic God has to be able to work with the unsaved, with the saved, in harmony and blessings, and you don't even realize it. You don't even realize it. Someone in this world is praying for you. You get a blessing. I did it. I did it. It was me. <laughs> no, bro. No. No, 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 no. Not you. Someone prayed for you. Someone lifted your name to God for you. And what happened? You got blessed. You got blessed. Remember that saying that, oh, you know, I was going through my thing and I'm still alive. And grandma says, yeah, every night I pray for you, son. Every night I pray for your daughter. You prayed for me? 
Yeah, I prayed for you. I prayed for you, and you are blessed. Johnny! Let me see some. I gotta bring the volumes up here. Let me see. You there, buddy? One second. Alright. Do I got volume on you? I'm not hearing you yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not hearing you, buddy. Why don't I hear you? Okay, try to get you talking. Okay, I'm not hearing you. Let me see. One second, buddy. Maybe that's what it is. You there? Okay, now I got volume. Sit. Hey, Johnny. Okay, no, still no volume on you. Let's see. Why don't I have volume? Speaker's working. That's working. You there, buddy? I got volume there. Sorry, guys, on the cast. I'm trying to bring in Tom. I got him on vocal. I have volume here, but I don't have volume. Let's see. Okay, let's see if I can get him again. Okay, right, Johnny, go ahead, Sam. Hey, what's up? There you are. I got you now. Okay, I'm on. There we go. All right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, guys, I was, I was ministering, and I had to bring my, my boy Tom into the discussion. Good, 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 good. Hopefully. We're hoping that. Happy Ash Wednesday. Uh, we're on Thursday. Or Thursday. <laughs> that's, from, that's from my mom. That's from my mom. Absolutely. That's from mom. She forgot Ash Wednesday. She forgot Ash Wednesday for Wednesday. She thought today was actually Wednesday. All good, all good. So, what I was saying is that there's an operational deal that goes on with people who do believe and who don't believe. There's a, the dynamic of, like I was saying earlier, of when you're dealing with obstacles and dealing with things... When we're in Psalms 22:19, David is talking about he compares his enemies to raging bulls, wild dogs, roaring lions, roaring and hungry lions. We all know those are metaphors. We all know that's how he feels about what's going on in his life. Right? So Bottom line is, is that you yourself, you deal with all kinds of obstacles, daily, and whatever the case is. Do you feel like that that that's the way it is for you, Johnny, or Tom? Um, when it comes to that, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm 
as someone who was raised Catholic and, you know, went to the Sunday school with my mom, baptized twice, you know, Presbyterian and Catholic, and my mom right now and my family, they're doing Lent and everything. Um, for me, I, I feel that way, but I feel a more on the spiritual side of it. I'm not really big, as you know, on the whole organized religion thing. But my mom says we're lapsed Catholics anyway. The ones that only go to the important holidays and Ash Wednesday and do communion on Sundays. But do we, when you talk, when we're talking about, we're talking about the obstacles in your life, those things, those enemies, those things that come against you, and David was talking about that in Psalms as it being, um, as it being like roaring lions. Like when you deal with something, okay, when you're dealing with something, does it feel metaphorically like you're dealing with that type of pressure? Sometimes she gets discouraged and wants to, you know, lose faith, but I tell her, you know, everything's going to get better, you know, hang in there and keep going. I mean, for me, I feel those pressures as well, but I think my strength just comes from my resilience and knowing that if I calm down, because I get erratic and everything a lot of times, but if I calm down and take one task at a time, I can normally get through it, but I have days to where, yeah, it does feel like you've got a bunch of lions or bulls chasing you up the hill. And that's that's basically what I'm trying to say is that in the word, he is describing how he feels like his enemies are coming at him with that type of vengeance, that type of uh, hate, maybe, that type of and, an anger. And my mom always told me, and my mom believes and has always told me that she believes God never gives you more than you can handle. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's correct. And that, you know, she does question it sometimes because she does have days where she's overwhelmed, but she still, you know, keeps her faith and everything. And, you know, she always, the two things, that's like the two things I remember from Catholic is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And God never gives you more than you can handle. Right. Absolutely. That he thinks, that he thinks you can handle. Well, see, that's what I'm saying is that you can only go so far without him. You actually have family in your home who are believers, who actually, you know, keep it strong, keep it faith, keep it going. And that's the thing about us, is that we, we as believers have the same struggles as non-believers do. We all do. And the thing, and the thing about it is, is that Myself, being a close personal best friend of yours, cares about how you feel about certain things. I care about whether or not you're going to be good and things are going to work out for you. I care about those things with you. Because 
that's how I feel about you. And I can tell you right now that th those type of analogies are exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, so on the cross, the Messiah Jesus faced a onslaught of evildoers intent on shedding his blood, but God came to his and raised him from the dead. Believers may face tremendous circumstances, but God answers prayer. He may deliver us from whatever threatens us and gives us the grace to endure and overcome. That's the thing, overcoming it. Anyone who's been through something can say, I've overcome it. You've overcome health issues, you overcome. I bet you you have several things you can say you've overcame. You know what I'm saying? But see, it over it, it, it just keep on it. No matter how much gets piled on you, or you just probably just gotta keep on going. Right? Like I try to just keep on helping my mom, and yeah, it gets frustrating. Um, you know, it gets frustrating sometimes and everything. And I don't, and I yell, but I don't like my mom being, you know, having the cellulite and having, you know, these injuries. I want her to get better. I want her to get back to the life she had. But see that but that is the basis behind it though is to take it one day at a time. Right. So basically in the amplified version to everyone who's listening and watching around the world is very simple. It's worded very simply. It's worded very simply. But he did not fare far from me, O Lord. Oh, may help. Hasten to my aid. Hasten to aid me. Okay? So what he's trying to say is he needs God. He knows, he recognizes he needs God. He recognizes he needs the Lord in his life. And everyone recognizes to some degree they need help. Regardless if you look to the Lord or you look to something else for your help, you yourself can't do it because you got all this pressure on you. Who are you gonna get that pressure to? Yourself? What do you think? Do you give the pressure to yourself? I mean, it, I mean, who handles your stress? For me personally, being non-religious, uh -huh. I, I give it on to myself, but my mom, Okay. What's that? <laughs> but but I, I understand. I understand what I, I understand what you're saying and what that message means and 
of faith and people who are faithful, that's what the Lord is there for. That's what God is there for. I believe, you know, for those people, you can put it on to God and, you know, ask God to help you shoulder some of those burdens or have Jesus help you shoulder some of those burdens because Jesus did die for our sins and, you know, he, he said, you know, he, at first he thought his father forsake, or was forsaken him when he was on the cross and he also told, you know, forgive them, father, for they know what, what they do. So I believe that you can shoulder that burden all over the world, but with your faith you don't have to, that you can um, shoulder it on to God in you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That there's everything about what you just said is absolutely correct. I'm getting input also from my mom too on the the spiritual side because we're down we're downstairs together, so I'm getting I'm getting the Yes, the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So I'm getting the So you got a spiritual You got a best friend. You got a best friend who's a Pentecost believer, and you got a mother who's a spirit has has a, has a believing spiritual side of as, as a Catholic. So you got two people. You have two people coming at you with just raw truth. That is wonderful. And for me, as I said, everyone is my family, friends. If you're a good person, you're a good person. To me, I don't care what your belief is. I don't care what, you know, your color, creed, or what kind of person. If you treat me with love and respect, I'm good with you. And my mom, like my mom just said, you're the one that's got to make peace with you, with whoever you make it with when you die. You're the one that's got to make peace at the end, whether it be with God or whoever you believe in. And that is the truth. That oh, is the truth. So, I mean, I guess for me, honestly, when I, I, I mean, I'll, I'm just going to continue to live my life the way I live it, and when I die, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I love you, John. I, mean, I love you, Tom. I'm a good person, so she's hoping, I, she's hoping she'll see me up there. I mean, but for me personally, like I said, I try not to Well, just know this. Just know this. Anytime you call me, I call you, you know what's going to happen. We're going to talk about your heart, about how much I love you, how much you love me, and how much you're there for each other. Well, in closing of this message today, this psalms may be 
divided into two parts. One part, verse 1 through 21, contains an urgent prayer in which the, the subsequent question as holy God's distance from him in his time of suffering. Okay, it also contains a graphic description of the Messiah's suffering. Messiah's suffering included humiliate, um, um, I can't say this right for some reason. It's being humble. The taunts of unbelievers, humiliation, a distressful sense of loneliness, and intense physical pain. There's a lot going on there. The second part of the Psalms continues a prayer to be delivered and includes a glimpse of resurrection and exaltation. The Psalms praises God and announces a future time when God will receive worldwide acclaim for worship. So there's a couple of things playing in that in the end of this. You got two different examples. You got one person who is describing how he feels about pressures against him. And you got and you got Jesus himself saying, I've been through it. This is what happened to me. Nothing you do or go through I haven't already been through in some way shape or form and I understand you I'm here for you we can't shoulder everything we go through hey, hey, Blue. yes sir my mom has a question and, and I don't think it's like my mom has a quick question about Jesus sure no 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 I was just wondering mm -hmm. what did I mean, it's a little off topic about, you know, what you were talking about, but it's still about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Do you, you know, there's a lot of I think Jesus knew. I don't. I'm not sure about him wanting him to do it, but he knew that it, that's how it was going to happen. He knew already what, who's going to do it, and that's what puzzled Judas. He was Judas didn't know he was going to do it, but he had that that demonic feeling going through him. He knew, like we don't always know what demonic entity is causing us to do certain things. In Judas's case, he had that demonic feeling on him. He knew he was going to do something, but he just didn't know what it was going to be. And he didn't think he didn't put it on to Jesus that he knew it. So when Jesus already knew it, it spooked him. He's like, "Wait a minute. How do you know this already?" Because I know who's going to betray me. I have the divine entity of the Holy Spirit to know that. That's, but that's the divine, that's the divineness of the of the Holy Spirit, though. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important because it gave Jesus that preparation to know who was going to do what. And when Judas, when Judas found out, Jesus knew. He's like, "Oh wow, you know," it blew his mind because he knew then this is this is the Son of God. Yeah, 
This guy has the Holy Spirit. Holy cow. And it Yeah. But that's the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's right. And that's the power That's right. That's exactly right. Amen. Amen. That's exactly the truth. That's a wonderful thing. Because she went to Catholic school all of her life, did all the retreats. Well, it's a beautiful thing to know that you got that. I kind of get the, you know, I kind of get the agnostic slash Catholic view of it. And mom doesn't push it on me. Well, it's it's a good thing that you have that, though. She tells me things that she believes are important. That's a beautiful thing, man. There you go. You're, you're a good person, Mom. I, I, I know you're <laughs> well, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to end this out. Thank your mom for me. I appreciate her input. I don't know, but we, I, I appreciate that. I we could do this more. It's, it's it's a good thing. Absolutely, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking. We'll, we, me and you will be on this thing quite a bit. So, anyway, good night, Tom. I appreciate you. Appreciate your mom. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. That's that's fantastic. I'm always she's always welcome to to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. God bless you and good night, buddy. Adios. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, bottom line is you may have demons in your life or you may have challenges that seem to be like what we have talked about. Go to God. He is your strength. You are my strength, Lord. You are my strength in a time of refuge. And that's what matters the most. Do so. Lean on Him. Go to Him. He's there for you. Love. With no expectation of love back. Be a bringer of peace. Even when everyone else is tribulating. And have accountability. Because it's contagious. 
love and respect God. Follow Jesus and let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. And until next time. Jesus. Strong. Burn it up.